Well, we're the beer, 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 beer Avengers. Beer, 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 beer Avengers. Beer, 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 beer Avengers. We're the beer Avengers. Welcome to the beer cast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens. I am Captain Porter Brown Stout. And coming to you from a different undisclosed, uh, safely distanced location, I am Hophead Huck, a.k.a. And, Pale Male. And coming to you from far away in an undisclosed location known as Brooklyn, it is I, the Beer Wonder. And we, and we are the, the Beer Avengers. Yes, we're the Beer Avengers, at least some of them. <laughs> As we established in episode one, we are many, we are legion. We are uh, legion. Very good. And, uh, which is why we had to have a podcast, because it's going to take a lot of episodes to uh, introduce all of the Beer Avengers to the world. But for now, it's still just the three of us this week. We have a lot of exciting talks about our, uh, what's been going on with our various weeks in beer. Indeed, uh, it's been a busy beer week. Yes, indeed. But but before anything else, I think uh, I think we need to get to the pours. For sure. For I sure. agree. I agree. All right. Well, Captain, do you want to start us off today? Sure. Um, now, the last couple of ones I had were were pretty special and unique. Uh, and this week, I decided. Well, first of all, we did mostly Queens or mostly Queens last week. We did mostly Brooklyn. No, I got it backwards, didn't I? It was. It was most, mostly Queens the first week, mostly Brooklyn last week, yep. with a hint of Queens, because I, I brought a single cut. That's right. what got me confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this week I've got a beer from the Bronx. Nice. Um, it is not, it is, it's a really, really solid example of what it is, and they have it year-round, so I wanted to get something a little more basic in that sense. And Ooh. so this is a, a the uh, called a foreign export stout, void of light. By Gun Hill Brewery. Oh, yeah. Gun Hill! They are one of my favorite Bronx breweries. Me too. And uh, this this is actually one of the last one of these cans that's going to look this way because they just changed their design this week. Yeah. And I ordered some of them to be delivered to my very part. Oh yeah, place. gorgeous. Let's check out this pour. It is a seven point nine percent. Awesome. Stack. Bring it up a little higher so we can really see that nice dark color. Oh my God! When they say void of light, they are not kidding. This has got to be super high on that SRM chart we talked about last year, and there's almost no head forming. I mean, there's just the slightest amount there. Oh, how does it smell? It smells lovely. It's got a lovely nose, as they say in the wine uh, business. And we can say that. I think that translates perfectly into, into beer tasting. Because it's got a lovely nose. Yes, I think it smells good. All right, who's next? Oh boy, uh, you want me to go? I think you should. All right, you absolutely should. Now you said you you, you did leave the the, the uh, Long Island to get a beer to go up to the Bronx. I'm going a little further north, up to uh, Middletown. Oh, there is a brewery called Equilibrium, which is a very very good IPA house, Excellent. and they also do other things, but they're known for their hazy IPAs. Uh, and you know, I like the hops and I'm into lagers right now, but what I really like is when you, something's just darn crazy. I love it when the beer is crazy. And this one is called two tickets to pellet ice. Ooh, a tiki double double IPA with coconut and lime. That is quite the flavor profile. Gorgeous. Now I know you like to do the descriptions, uh, beer wonder when we pour. All right. I, I, I I may leave you speechless. Here we go. Okay, here we go. 
Oh, oh my. Oh my goodness. Now, to be clear, this beer is not going to fit on our chart because it is almost a blue or a purple coming it out. It is a blue. It is a aqua blue. Aqua blue. Now, it's also gorgeous. It's got this big, very aggressive, very kind of tightly bubbled head on the top of it. And you've got it in this beautiful fluted glass. That is going to be just a glory of nose, as the I have, likes to say. I have to say the 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 video is not doing it justice. Oh, yeah. It is blue, baby. I mean... Yeah. It's like uh, one of the Smurfs. Oh my goodness! Now, do we know what the blue's coming from? Is they, I, it is. It is a nat, It is an organic blue that they got in here, and I'll I'll, I'll read about it uh, later when we do it more descriptions. Okay. I'm uh, gonna get a quick sip, and then Ethan, you can open yours up. You got it. So while you guys went a little bit further afield this week, I actually decided to stay very close to home. Um, so I went to the closest brewery within walking distance of my home, which happens to be Randolph beer, which uh, is located just steps away from my undisclosed location. Uh, and they have just, they have been doing crowlers all throughout this sort of internal time. But when I swung by, uh, hoping to get just a beer for myself, I noticed that they had started doing cans. So I wanted to make sure that I represented now that they're a little bit more robust in their distribution. I grabbed one of my favorite of theirs, which is their side hustle, which of course, knowing me is a session style IPA, but it's a gorgeous little, uh, Gorgeous little drinker here, only about 4.7%. Nice. So let's crack that open. All right. All right, there we go. There we go. Ooh. Yep. It's got that nice- Flows very smoothly. Beautiful golden color on it. Not too hazy, but enough that you kind of know what you're getting into, right? And I've done sort of a rough pour here today, so it's got an aggressive head on it, but- Yes, that's a, that's a head that requires patience. Yes. We'll let it sit for a bit. <laughs> exactly. Very good. All right, well, gentlemen, cheers. Cheers, indeed. Cheers. Your business unite. Oh, yeah, get your sip in. I got to say, this actually tastes um, pretty good. It tastes like yeah. a, like a, a coconut IPA. It's, it's good. Now, it it's a tiki double IPA with coconut and lime. Was coconut that the description I saw in lime. your can? 8%. Yeah. Eight, very nice. Yeah, and it the color is just bananas. I mean, it is blue, so it's not actually that crazy a beer. It's it's pretty uh, normal tasting, but it. Yeah, it, I honestly, I do not know if I've ever had anything literally blue. blue. Yeah, that's have. pretty wild. Yeah, so there you go. I, I think Equilibrium they do they do great stuff. I think they're one of the top breweries in the in the Northeast for sure. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been out there? I haven't been there. I'm just uh, I'm just judging by what I've had from them, and they're always just they're really into the science. Yeah, that's sort of their whole thing is their the science of beer, and so they they you know somebody else might do this kind of beer as a gimmick, and I'm sure there is a gimmick quality to it, but from them it's like they researched how to do this properly, you know, and uh, I'll get the description of how they did the blue thing. I, I don't have it here. If you want to pick up on one of the other tastes. Uh, you guys got going. Well, yeah, Captain, talk to us about this Void of Light, which I know now, now oh, you, yeah. you and I have spent some time adventuring to Gun Hill, and I remember a really fun yes. crawl that we did. This is uh, this is a little tease about crawls again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, actually, well, it won't be a full-on tease. We'll, get, we'll tell a little bit of that story. Uh, we talked about how the blog that this whole thing, this whole venture got started in was uh, the Queen's, well, it started with the Queen's Beer Week, which just a bunch of bars and queens that would have having deals. But what really got us going to look like a project we could handle 
was the beer passport. Mm-hmm. And there was a oh, company yeah. that would, uh, for something like $35, you buy this uh, card with maybe 50 or maybe just maybe 48, 48, 50, uh, roughly 50 different bars and breweries. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they would all give you a beer for presenting this card. And so we made it our mission to go to and write about as many of these places as we possibly could. Uh, and and Beer Wonder and I did... This, this is uh, one of the things that, that, that Huck figured out with the crawl. He could just look on a map and just map it because you were trying to carve this out into sections. You're going to just go to one place every day. If you have an afternoon or a, a lengthy evening, you're going to hit three, maybe four. Um, but uh, Geographically, yeah. I, yes, geographically. Uh, and, and so what we did was we uh we went to oh i guess it was uh we started at gun hill and then mm-hmm. we did the bronx beer hall mm-hmm. and then we finished up with the bronx ale house yes so literally we went uh laterally across the bronx in a way that for those of you who are new yorkers you can't take a subway train so we were mashing together ubers and buses and long walks and it was a it was a terrific afternoon of adventures, but I remember starting at Gun Hill. And did you have this one when we were there? You know, that's I, I I may have had it before we were there, but I can't remember for sure if we had it that day. That 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 would be a, a deeper dive into Untapped. Actually, it's on the blog, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing I remember about them is I think they were just celebrating their first anniversary. Mm-hmm. They had just had that party the night before, uh, but they made a real splash when they first opened. And this this uh, this was not their first stout, but I think it, it had been issued by then. And it is just it's just so when I say it's a foreign export stout that got that name kind of in a similar way that IPAs got their names. Where mm-hmm. with the I don't know if this was always necessarily true, but they would have a higher ABV because they had a long trip to go to. So an India Pale Ale would like be traveling to the uh, to the British colonies in in India. Um, and so that, that's the same deal with this one. It is a slightly higher stout. Now, Imperial stouts are gen- or Imperial IPAs are usually right up around 10% or higher. So this is like right the sweet spot between a traditional stout and an Imperial stout. And it's, it's very full-bodied, very richly flavored, very reliable. Uh, but, but I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I'm giving that as faint praise. It is, it's a really solid great beer. And it's also, it's one that's very amenable to shifting around a little bit. They've done a lot of different versions of this. I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward. Last week, they released a snickerdoodle void of light. And, and I I like that idea so much that I'm having some of it delivered next week. (laughs) That's been one of the great things about, uh, uh, in New York, a lot of the breweries are doing shipping now. So you can get it right to your door. I mean, you got to pay for shipping, but it's not really that much more per can when you, when you think about it. Yeah. Well, I'm good to support our local breweries, of course, because they need us and we definitely need them right now. Well, we went up there last year and we had the PB in Void, which was the Ooh. peanut butter Void of Light. I love that. I know, uh, Captain, you're not as fond as peanut butter in the beer, but oh, that was one of my favorites. I, uh, I'm, which, 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 which one was that? I'm sorry, I was looking at something else. PB in Void. Oh yeah, you know, I I think I had that and I liked it. I uh, I'm. It's one of those things where much like with maple, 
a little of it goes a long way. Yes, yes. Uh, and if it's too overpowering, it's not my favorite thing. Yeah, and it, it varies too. Like who who made it and who you know, uh, peanut butter is not always the thing. But that PB and Boyd, oh, I, I want one yeah. of those right now. I have the information on the blue. Oh, nice. One of the rare blue pigments found in nature comes from a special form of spirulina algae. Oh, funsies. It's natural, fully sustainable, has minimal smell and taste, and even provides antioxidants and anti-inflammatory benefits. So this is a healthy beer. <laughs> that, that, that's important to know. There you go. It's very healthy. Antioxidants. I'm feeling a little inflamed. I you know, need to be anti-inflammatory right I've now. I've always understood that uh, IPAs have been no have been always uh, uh, th- that's one of their one of their pluses is they do they are rich with antioxidants. The nose is a little weird, but I like it. I like it. That's a that's a winner. I can't believe it. It's a win. I don't get the lime. I don't get the lime very much. I get the coconut, but it's it's a fun one. It's fun. Equilibrium coming through. Also, I wanted to mention this is a uh, also a uh, collab, a collaboration. Oh, nice! With Vitamin C Brewing, which is a real up and coming brewery in Massachusetts, uh, the Boston area. They've been they've been collabing with everyone. They had a a, a collab last week with District ninety six that sold out in in like two hours. They've done other half collabs and. So that's it. They're a, they're a, they're what we call a comer. Indeed. I just I just started that. People, that's an old term, but okay. It's it's a, it's it's a classic term, is <laughs> what a classic it is. Term. It has never gone out it's of taken style. Taken on a different meaning in modern times, but well, sure. If you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be crass, body. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to be crass, you say oh, he said comer. That's which we here on the podcast are never encouraged. Are never. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, it depends. It depends how far into the podcast and how high the ABV is. That's right. We are not, we're not, we we are, we are sophisticates, but we're not prudes. Indeed. Indeed. So Beer Wonder, tell us more about your beer. Ah, yes. So Randolph, um, so these are, these are my local, you know, this is my local brewery. This is where I can stumble to, to get a fresh made beer. And so Randolph actually started um, on the Lower East Side as part of a cocktail bar. And then they moved over to becoming a a craft beer location. And when they moved to Williamsburg, they've got three locations, Nolita, Williamsburg, and Dumbo. So two Brooklyn, one Manhattan. Um, And they started sort of nano brewing a little bit when they were in Williamsburg, but their big brewing rig is now in Dumbo. So you can get fresh beer at one of their locations and they distribute it all along, uh, all around. They, uh, they make different beers sort of for each location. Um, but this one is their sort of traditional session IPA. And I love this one. It's really light. Uh, I just looked it up. They say it's a three on our SRM chart. So it's very light, very yeah. and golden. Um, but it's a, it's a nice balance for me between that sort of hazy New Englandy style with that sweetness and that juiciness and something that's got more of that West Coast pine and bite. So yeah. it, it really balances it very nicely, which it makes it dangerously drinkable. And, you know, it's only under 5%, so you can drink multiple of them in one, uh, in one sitting and uh, really get your fill. But my favorite thing about Randolph is that in Williamsburg and in Dumbo, they have a beer ATM. So they have one of those pour your own beer walls. Yes. Yes. That's that. Yeah. The, those are, those places are great. Yeah. And they've got usually somewhere in the range of 20, 
four beers up and it's a whole range of different things. Lo lots of local breweries, lots of folks from all over the place, different styles. Um, and most of their uh, bartenders and, and the staff that are there are Cicerones. They're sort of trained in beer so they can give you excellent recommendations. And whenever my family's in town, the first place my dad makes me take him is Randolph so we can go and try all the beers on the wall between the, the two of us and see what we like. And they have other breweries uh, available. Oh, absolutely. The they, bar, always, right? they always have, they have an incredible list across the board. You can always get really cool and interesting things there, but they always have their own beers on that, that beer wall. So you can always try out their standards, which includes the side hustle, which I'm enjoying today. Uh, and also the orange you lovely, which is another one that I think is fantastic. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they'll get, we've had Jack's Abbey there. They support a lot of local uh, New York City breweries. So you'll see groups like uh, Circa and Torch and Crown where they've been there and, and uh, a number of the Queens breweries that we've been talking about. So it's a great place to sort of explore a local beer scene in one spot as well as going a little bit further afield. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been to a few of those places to do that. The, my favorite one uh, was, they're no longer in existence, unfortunately, was Keg 229. Oh, I love oh, that. Yeah. They were great. The, the, yeah, that was a, it was a beer bar. I think it was on 229 Front Street. Way downtown. Is that the yeah. one? Is like, we, well, I mean, in, we, we, we've passed by it when we've been near the uh, Cowgirl Seahorse. Yes, That's right. Uh, right down the street. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I think, are they, aren't they, I think they're out of business. They are out of business. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. So they are, they are greatly missed. Uh, but they closed a year and a half ago or so. So yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah. Unfortunately. I miss them uh, anyway. Not because of, uh, you know, current situation. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yes. No, right. it has nothing to do with, uh, with that, um, yeah, it's interesting talking all about, well, a couple things. Um, first, talking about the delivery, we mentioned that one of the very first podcasts talking about it, this wasn't necessarily going to be a topical podcast, but it will be when topical things intersect with it. And the way you get beer is is way up there with that. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, as, as you mentioned, Huck, about how so many breweries oh. they 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 changed the laws almost right away to make it easier for all the local new york breweries to be able to deliver to people yeah and when you get breweries that are that are way upstate that you're interested in now we can get a hold of them easier it's really yeah. great and for instance yeah, this one we were talking about the different price points this one i got uh this void of light it was 549 for a single can at a story beer and cheese which is reasonable but if you order it directly from Gun Hill, the four pack I'm getting next week is sixteen dollars. So it averages out to oh, four dollars. If you don't, you know, it's, there's a little bit of a delivery fee there as well, but it's very reasonable. It's uh, it's nice. It's I got I'm I'm just getting three four packs. But if I were getting twice that, it would still be five bucks to get from the Bronx to Queens. Yeah, that's great. So basically, it's cheaper than taking the train there. To be totally honest. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, you mentioned the word, one of us mentioned the word, Cicer you mentioned the word Cicerones, yeah. I think, uh, Beer mm -hmm. Wonder. Yes. In case anyone out there who doesn't know that, that is basically the beer equivalent of sommelier, if I'm pronouncing that right, even. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's that's a much more commonly known thing for wine. The equivalent in the beer world is sommelier, which I think brings me to another thing that I, I, I if it's not obvious, none of us for the most part, which we might get into in a future episode, are professionals at this. We are we we are at our at heart, even those of us who are going that direction, as I said, don't don't spoil too much for this is this this will be next week's episode. Uh, but uh, but we all started as just people who liked drinking beer and 
pursuing that. Absolutely. So, yeah. so there are no right answers or wrong answers. This isn't a very, uh, it's, it's the farthest thing from an objective uh, idea. Uh, and also we have our blind spots mm-hmm. and we're always learning, um, which is why we are beer geeks and not beer snobs. Yes. Very important distinction there. A beer, a beer snob will look, look down on you if they don't think you're drinking a good enough beer a beer geek or beer nerd will 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 appreciate where you are and maybe even try to help you towards something that will still not not like oh you should like this one i think you will like this one one thing that's interesting is that unfortunately one of the bad things about the proliferation of beer bars and breweries is that they're not enough experts from the point of view for people who should be that is true. That is true. Uh, it's one of those things that I discovered specifically because when before we were doing the the various beer crawls, we were going and and uh, and we'd have our favorite bars and we'd had our favorite bartenders. They knew what we liked to drink and they were very knowledgeable. But when all of a sudden the scene exploded, you'd get and I'd usually have a few tests as to whether or not the person behind the bar knew what they were doing. And we were talking about single cut last week yes. and about how they very quickly in their, what what they were doing is that they would have multiple different types of IPAs. There's the 18 watt and there's the half stack and there's the full stack. And they, at some any point or another, you might have six different IPAs from single cut. But I would know I, I that the bartender probably couldn't help me much if I was at a bar and I saw a single cut tap handle and I'd say, oh, which single cut is that? And he'd say, oh, it's the IPA. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't blame bartenders for that. I usually the management, I think, I think that sometimes they just put it there and they don't communicate enough. Right. And uh, we're luckily in a situation where there, you know, it is a golden age for craft beer, right? Now's a great yes. time to be a beer drinker. There's so much happening that it take it is almost a full time job to keep up with yeah. uh, yes. everything that's happening in the world. Uh, and I know uh, Huck has been someone who's been very tapped into the sort of new and emerging beer scene, mostly through your uh, social media. Yeah, that's correct. A little uh, a little uh, site they call Instagram. Mm. Little up Which and I finally up and joined coming. this week. <laughs> yes, we just we just had the captain join us this week, mm-hmm. and as I'm sure you've noticed, in just in the few days that you see, that's where all the beer releases are announced, and even like they'll put things on the Instagram. Like it's really the beer tool, as far as uh, uh, oh, this is now sold out, or or whatever it is that they'll let you know, or here's how you're going to order this, or like even and that's on, even, even on and the, that's even. Go ahead. Even on some websites, they'll say, just look at the Instagram. <laughs> you know, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, we do have a website. Yeah, look for the Instagram. <laughs> and I and I think I would have noticed that even without the 20 uh, pictures he sent me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I sent the captain, uh, uh, I sent the captain about seven or eight different uh, sites he should be following, people he should be following. Yes. And I hope you're following them. Sorry. I I, uh, I I definitely some of them I was already following beyond it, and I'm pretty sure I'm following the ones that I wasn't. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to tell. I wouldn't tell the captain what to do. You know. No. Oh no, no, none of us tell each other what to do. They said it's just like you said. That's that's in the spirit of the beer geek slash nerd. Is like, yeah. hey, I think you'll like this. The helpful not suggestion. not not you will drink this if you're cool. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the other part of it is the is the cachet of. Of just simply 
owning the can yeah. bottle. Oh yeah. Everybody else can't get a hold of. It's not you drink it like even this beer. This is good. It's a good beer. I like it yeah. quite a lot. But there could be another beer that I could like just as much. But yeah, just like but, but it's so rare. It's so sought after. I must have it. And then you could and then you put it on Instagram and say, look what I have that you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Uh or or it could also be look what I have and here's what I think you might want to have. Yeah. It's all based on quality for sure. I mean, that's the main exactly. thing is, is the is the high quality of the beer. All right. Now, uh, this wouldn't be a, an introductory. We're still in the introductory phase, I think, if we weren't really telling you, rather than just in general terms, what kind of beer drinkers we are, but more specific uh, and how we started our journey and how we got to where we are. Or as as it's often said in the parlance of the superhero universe, origin story. Origin story. So I think it's time to to hear another origin story. Uh, would you would you would you favor us with that? I would, I would like to tell you about my origin story. It's a dark right. and 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 uh, 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 no, it's not that dark. Now, uh, honestly, we were taught you were talking last week about uh, Pony Bar and and how that's sort of uh, the impetus of our original craft beer obsession. Uh, before that, I was very much into uh, pale ales and what we call today West Coast IPAs, those are what I really did love. The actual West Coast IPAs. Stone, Lagunitas, uh, uh, Great Bear. And one that we had on tap at the, at the bar that I used to work at, uh, uh, it's a very old bar in the town <laughs> of Manhattan. And uh, uh, this is our, clues, I think, our, yeah. our first peer at our beer professional <laughs> element. And you can see how we describe the professionalism yes. here. <laughs> the, bar, the bar is called Old Town. Okay. Old Town, yeah. I did There's work no, there. They, 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 yeah. I worked there for over 14 years. So, uh, But when at Old Town, they had Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. That was a good one. On draft. Mm-hmm. Oh, and was that was like, out, the, out. in fact, out West in the... Uh, and the early aughts, uh, or the, throughout the aughts, they were that you just say, "Give me a pale ale." And when you're in California, I'll take a pale ale. You know, it was so ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost like a like a, a Boston Lager was in the in the earlier days. You know, it was yeah. just huge beer. Anyway, that was as me as an as a person in my in my forties coming into beer, but my origin story starts when I got, uh, when I went to college, uh, in the eighties and I, uh, when I left home for the first time, I, uh, had tried a few beers already. I liked them. And I was like, essentially from September of 1985 to, uh, September of 1990, mm-hmm. I was living a five year party. Okay, like I was partying every day. And that was my that was my focus. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would get beers that were uh, on sale, you know, uh, Miller Genuine Draft was one that I could get or, you know, whatever beer it was. But if it was if I was given a choice of what beer to drink, there was one beer that was, well, some might call it the king of beers. (laughs) It's called Budweiser. And I swore by Budweiser. My 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 good friend actually used to be able to recite the uh 
the saying, oh, this Beechwood aged Pilsner, you know, it says it on the side of the can. He had it memorized and he would do it at, at, at will. But I used to really, I, I actually, I honestly loved Budweiser. I really did. I thought it was the best beer. You could drink, like you said, with the sessions, you could drink them all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for me, like hard alcohol was an issue. So when I was like, oh, I could drink beer and I could keep this up all day. <laughs> So with Budweiser, it's very practical. I had a I had a Budweiser can one time in this apartment we had, and and the somebody had taken this can at a party we had and put it in the backyard on top of a fence post. And it was like a few days after the party, I looked out and I said, "Oh, what's that can out there?" And it was a shot. It was it had been sitting in the sun for days. I said, "Oh, it's that's a Budweiser." Oh, oh, oh! I went out. I got it. I said, "Oh, oh, it's okay. It's okay." I'm going to put you in the freezer. I'll put you in the freezer. You'll be okay. Oh, no. So I put it in the freezer. And maybe like a week later, I was getting something out of the freezer. I was like, oh, that Budweiser. <laughs> this is the Budweiser. Sat in the sun for a week. Sat in a freezer for a week. And then I said, okay, I'll put it in the fridge. Let it thaw. And a couple of days later, I cracked it open. What do you think it was like? It was perfect. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was Perfection. Perfection. So Budweiser was certainly my drink. Uh, it all came crashing down one uh, law, lo- what I would call not the, not, the, not the lost weekend, but the last weekend in which I, I went from uh, upstate New York and I had to get into, uh, I had a professor uh, who was going to Massachusetts and I was like, I was going to acting school at the time. And I said, oh, let me, uh, can I get a ride with you to Amherst? And he said, yeah, yeah, you can. But it was a couple of days before school ended. So I, I had to like lie down in the back seat of his car and hide as we, as we drove out of the campus. And he's waving to everyone saying goodbye. So I did it. I totally ghosted the rest of my classmates. Got the ride to Massachusetts because I knew my, my ex-girlfriend lived there. And I knew that... I figured she was going to this party, Riverfest, that we were all going to go to. Mm-hmm. I had to find my way to Riverfest. But I got to uh, her place, and she was like, I have to work at this bar all night, but you can hang out there. And so all night, she was leaving bottles of Budweiser at the end of the bar for me. <laughs> and so I drank those Buds that night, got really loaded. Mm-hmm. Next day, she says, oh, I'm not going to Riverfest. I'm like, okay. I hitchhiked from Amherst up to North Adams. Went to Riverfest. That's a that's a story in itself. So we'll just skip that. So after Riverfest is over, this is a it was a great time, great party. I had no money, not a cent. And I said, uh, my friend Barbette was driving to Martha's Vineyard. Now, uh, that's the other end of Massachusetts, and it's an island. So you have oh, to take a ferry there. So I was like, I want to go to Martha's Vineyard. What, 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 what am I going to Martha's Vineyard for? Okay, so I go to Martha's Vineyard again. Crossing the ferry, I had to lie down in the back of her van, the blanket over my head, so I wouldn't have to pay for riding the ferry. Oh, bless it. So bad. I get out there, and I'm like, telling my friends out there, I'm like, I have no money. I don't know how I'm going to get back to New York. I don't know anything. I got a job painting this guy's house. The guy was hanging over the rooftop, uh, 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 like shellacking this house. It was ridiculous. I don't have a lot of experience house painting. It was absolutely insane, but I got, had, I got about $100 or something, $120, went to a party that night, and uh, at the party, 
I think I stole other people's beers and was putting them in the, in the, in the freezer and somebody caught me and they were like yelling at me. And I was like, Oh, geez. Next morning, the hundred dollars I had was, was gone. It was like, I had like $15. I know that I, and I managed to scrape together enough money to take the ferry back across and take a bus back to New York city. And that was it. Like that was the end of my beer drinking for 13 years wow. until I came back and uh, started being Hophead Huck. And I, I vow, and I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I haven't had any Budweiser. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you go, did you go, did, what, do you remember your first beer back? Uh, yes. Technically it was an Amstel light. Okay. All right. Because uh, I actually shocked my wife uh, by ordering us a couple of Amstel lights because we were at a party where it was uh, it was uh, it was free, and I started drinking it in front of her, and she was pretty shocked at that. I knew you. I we 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 were working together at the time, uh, Captain. Yes, on the uh, comedy show, right? And uh, so that's when I got started again, very slowly. Started to drink a little bit, uh, trying the nice craft beers that were available. And that night was that when you was that when you first really started to develop a taste for the pale ale? Yes, that was absolutely. like it was Sierra Nevada pale ale yeah, started we had becoming it on a regular at, at Old Town. So there was another beer we used to get periodically at Old Town called Magic Hat Number no. Nine. Oh, a classic, beautiful. Isn't that a is a raspberry right? Apricot. Oh, apricot. Okay. And it was like I would never drink a fruited beer. That was like one of those things. I wouldn't drink a fruit beer, you know. Now, today, we're like, we're crazy for the fruit beers, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's quite been quite a journey and quite a journey. And I hope the story wasn't too boring. No, not at all. It was, it was, it was riveting. Uh, no, I, it's, it's funny. I remember, uh, did I, did I talk about last week when I was talking about my journey about uh, the combination of a fruit beer? I, I almost came up to it when we were talking about Sam Adams, uh, about uh, a Guinness <laughs> and uh, Sam Adams cherry wheat together. Oh, okay. No, you didn't mention that. I didn't. Okay, I couldn't remember. No. I think I was thinking it, and then we got sidetracked. Yeah, this was uh, three years I was living in Orlando, hmm. and there was this bar called the Copper Rocket because they had a copper bar. Um, and 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 I'd never actually. It's funny how much I'm into stouts, but I, at that point, I just Guinness was too much for me. Hmm. It was just too filling. Too. Uh, I didn't dislike it, but it was never my go-to beer. Uh, and also fruit beers just seemed to me like they were a little too sweet. Well, this place had both Guinness and Sam Adams cherry wheat on tap Ooh. and they would mix them together and call it a cherry pop tart. Oh, and it was, and, and the, the, the Sam Adams just perfectly lightened up the Guinness and the Guinness perfectly, you know, uh, tamped down any kind of cloying sweetness there might be with the cherry wheat. It was great. It was great beer. So we might call that a melange. But the uh, a melange, yes. There's another term, a cuvee, I think. Uh, you mean when you combine two things, you call it a melange or a cuvee? I, um, I mean, I've seen, I've definitely seen cuvee listed mm -hmm. on beers, yeah. But I didn't know if that meant specifically just a mixture. Well, I, 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 I like is a snake bite a cuvee? That's it. That's a good question. I think that the, <laughs> the melange I'm referring to when, because uh, I work in a, a beer bar periodically and. Uh, when the last keg meets the next keg in the line, yeah, uh, you have to like clear it, and then we'll have like a pitcher of melange. 
which is nice for the employees. Oh, sure. Sure. Not um, serving that to the, to the customers. Yeah, you get an experimental uh, beer flavoring right for yourself. But I had a, uh, we were at a bar. I had a, uh, a really strong sour. It was like an 8%, like an Imperial sour. And it was a little much, but I had a Kim from single cut, which is a very light hibiscus. hibiscus. And I said, wait a second. What if I pour this into the Kim? It was good. That was a good, uh, I think that's, if you do it on purpose, it's a cuvee. I don't know. I don't know. What do I know? We're amateurs. Remember? I don't know. Is any, 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 do you have any position to weigh in on this one, Beer Wonder? Uh, I mean, I, I went in and asked our Lord Google all about uh, oh, good. Uh, uh, what a cuvee is. And cuvee apparently comes originally from wine, but today it really refers to when a batch is blended by the manufacturer specifically. Okay. Um, and typically finds its way in through our lambics and our gozas and, you know, beers that would be a little bit more wine flavored. So, so I, I guess then maybe. If you're in a bar and they're offering a drink where they mix two beers together, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd probably just call that a mixed drink. Yes, that seems about right. It seems like cuvee means that someone has to have done it intentionally. <laughs> yes. And melange simply I, means a mixture or a medley. Yeah. Yes. Be, yeah, I mean, I've heard melange referred to desserts. <laughs> mm. I mean, to, to food. I've heard melange used as referring to, to right, food. Right, Not the same as a meringue, uh, but... Uh, Delicious they may be. Yes, yes. No argument here. So I had a, uh, you guys know, I had a great uh, visit to the other half uh, mobile truck in Rockefeller Center. All I right. saw those pictures. Our yeah. weekend beer sounds good. Oh my goodness. It was so great. Well, the other half brewery is probably considered the top brewery in, in the city mm-hmm. as far as the uh, you know, in the it, five boroughs, you're saying it's popularity. Yeah, in the five boroughs, okay. I think it's probably the top top brewery, and it and it's it's tops in taste too. They're very good, but there uh, yeah. you know there's others that you obviously you got to judge each beer as it comes. But uh, their brewery is in uh, Brooklyn, in uh, Cobble Hill, mm-hmm. or Gowanus. It's not that close to where I am, but I actually walked to Rockefeller Center from my house. Oh, wow. It's still 50 blocks, but uh, good exercise. And it's the end of summer. Might as well get our son in. Yeah, in these times, I need to get my walks in. (laughs) But uh, it was really nice. They had a great selection, great service. And you could drink there. You can Mm. open a can there and drink on the plaza uh, by their ice rink. Wow. Very nice. Very nice. I'll recommend it to our listeners. I, yeah, I haven't uh, just Thursday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they said they're going to do it through September at least. Yeah, so I, I have not there. been out much since uh, since our last uh, beer cast, but I've been uh, made several visits to uh, Astoria Beer and Cheese. Um, again, they're not sponsors yet. <laughs> I just it's where I go. Um, they've had some. I've picked up a lot of nice beers there lately, including mm. this Void of Light that I'm I'm having right now. I, uh, it is also, um, I don't know when we're, we're dropping this, but this will not, it's going to be soon enough that this will still be the case. It is pumpkin season. That's true. Oh, that's right. And I've been uh, picking up a few of the pumpkin beers. Uh, we may, who knows, we may do a theme show about that in the future. That sounds great. And my, my, uh, Whole Foods has got all the, uh, the, the Southern tier stuff. So 
Yeah. Do they even have the warlock? They got the warlock, yeah. I still can't find the warlock oh. here yet. They have there's like three of them at a story beer and cheese, as well as the um the Southern Tier Harvest IPA. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I can get stuff. So that's you. not te- that's not technically a pumpkin beer, but it's a uh, but it is a fall themed beer. Yeah. Well, that's the other beer. It's not only pumpkins. It's the what, what we're sort of shifting into calling them fest beers. Yes, as our, opposed to Oktoberfest. Our so it blends into Oktoberfest. Sure, that makes because sense. Already started coming out, and in fact, in Germany, they generally celebrate Oktoberfest in September. Correct. Yeah, but, one, uh, yeah, great. Uh, it can be a really great lager style done right. Yeah, and we're getting into that time of year when being a, a dark beer drinker is a little easier because I feel like the summer is just not a good time for your heavy stouts and your nut browns. It can be a little tricky to get people who are producing them. So you know, well, yes, and I'm wrong. looking forward to that. I, I the uh, the the pumpkin stouts. That's why I'm so excited about yep. the warlock coming back. I. I uh, um, yes, I'll, if I, if I need to, if I need help from you, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I am also, they assure me that they'll be getting it there soon. Okay. Um, I also, there's a, there's a sea town, uh, near me that keeps some a really good selection as well. Uh, I think they might have it. They also, I'm hoping to get the fin back. Black is beautiful. Another future theme show. Yes. Very um, cool. Shout out because, to sea town. Cause, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, but I, I think they're, maybe they're more independently owned. But there are like a few sea towns in Astoria who really do their beer game. Uh, oh, right. No kidding. Okay. The one I'm specifically referring to is at 28th and Steinway. I did not know that. They, yeah, they have some really fantastic beers there. Okay. Uh, there you go. So it's a so good, a good week. Tip, anyone? Good week. A very good. Yeah. I have to say the uh, the uh, the two tickets to Pellet Ice ended just as nicely as it started. Lovely oh, little yeah. tiki. Dippa, as tiki dippas go, this is the best I've had. Nice. I got I, my side hustle, which I just love, and I've been drinking for for too many years at this point. But it always ends a little bitter for me, and I like that. It's it's that uh, hop head huck, like that that bite that we get from our West Coast kids. Oh yeah. Know? It really ends in that way, and so it gives you that sort of like refreshing kick in the back, a little bit of a pininess, almost a drying in your mouth. I've got. I'm glad I have half a glass left because I love this bad boy. I think the West Coast IPA is a uh, is a perfectly lovely style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it will continue to be made. It's certainly being made out west. There's they, yeah. they take a pride in it now. They're like, oh no, this is West Coast style. You know, we're still making this good piney stuff. Mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, this it's um, I'm really looking forward to getting my delivery from Gun Hill next week. This one, it is just it's it's nice to have something that is both reliable and exciting, mm-hmm. which is what Void of Light is to me. Um, and uh, it was fascinating looking on their website because they have, yes, they've got the the new ones with the new labels and they've got the snickerdoodle. I'm looking forward to getting those. Uh, and they also, you were mentioning you you went to uh, where you went, Randolph, yeah, uh, to get a crowler. Uh, and, and what's strange to me about Gun Hill is that they are also they have growlers, mm. not crowlers, but growlers on their delivery list. Mm. Oh, okay. And it got me wondering, you know, considering a growler has a lot shorter shelf life mm-hmm. than a crowler. A crowler you can actually keep in your refrigerator for a little bit longer. Yeah. And I'm wondering how how a growler survives the delivery process. Have you guys ever had? I know. I know. Uh, Huck, you've been doing a lot of deliveries. Yeah, I'm. I'm just dipping my toes into that now, just because it's 
too much of an ordeal to get to the Bronx. And I really want that, that new void of flight. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, uh, in all the, in all the deliveries you've been doing, have you had any growlers delivered? No, I have not. I have not. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think to do that. Uh, just cause growlers, I feel like on a personal level, I think a growler should be drank that day. Yeah, I agree. You've only yeah. got about 48 hours before the oxygen. The next day out. it's acceptable. And yeah. the day after that is acceptable too, but it's not yeah, it's something I, I, I get somewhere I can walk to from my apartment and I get it that afternoon and I drink it that night. Yeah. I used to get them for parties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. You That's know? the way to go. Um, otherwise. Yeah. The crawlers on the other hand are great. Yeah, that's a perfect thing for delivery, I would say. Um and if anyone out there is listening who's had a good experience with growler delivery, pre- please prove us wrong. <laughs> uh because I really I would like to know if 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 someone has had a good experience with with a growler being delivered. Because I mean, presumably if if their entire day for Queen's delivery is Wednesday, I don't know when they're pouring those growlers. Well, I would hope are they pouring yeah, I wouldn't get them for delivery, no. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I'm thinking, but I'm, that's why I want, I'd, I'd love to hear feedback of uh, people who, who could tell us why it is a good idea. Or do it as an experiment and see how it goes. Yeah, because there were, there were two, I mean, talking about all the different things they, they've done with this, they have a couple on draft. They've got a barrel age devoid of light mm. uh, that's only available on draft. Uh. And they have a, uh, uh, like a Mr. S- I can't remember what it's named, um, but it's, it's basically a Mr. Softy void of light. Ooh. Oh, really? Which yeah, which sort of which is infused with Mr. Softy ice oh, cream. Yeah, soft well, serve. If they put that in a can. That'll be fun. Yeah, but so far it's only on draft. So I could have ordered that in a growler, and I, I chose not to. I'm getting three, four packs. That's a nice little. Uh, <laughs> getting the void of light. I'm getting the void of light. Snickerdoodle. I'm getting there. Black is beautiful. The uh, dulce oh, delight. Yeah, I have that can. In, I have that can in my fridge. Excellent. All right. Um, any other things we need to talk about this week? Boy, oh boy. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. There is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to, I mentioned vitamin C, and I think I maybe slightly mentioned District 96. I think these are like two uh, really exciting breweries that are, that are really starting to do uh, good stuff. One in New York and one in Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, really uh, doing the, the New England IPAs properly, and, and they've got the hype. They've got the hype behind them. I was saying there was a, oh, there's another brewery. Actually, uh, you know, we were talking about Evil Twin New York City last week. Uh, they put out a beer called Even More Hydra this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was a, it was a, I missed the hype on this. It was, it was a collaboration between Evil Twin and someone else, right? Mortalis Brewing. Mortalis. Yeah, it I had not heard of them before. Way upstate, Mortalis. Yeah. They have, they have the, the cash, like the, those, that even more Hydra sold out in two hours. They were gone. Ooh. All the cans were gone. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I read that. Yeah, because they weren't they weren't limiting people. So there might actually be beer scalpers out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's another issue we can talk about. Uh, uh, and, yeah, because if you're doing a limited release, you really should limit the number of well, things. If you really allotments with these. Yeah. Things. Um, but this Mortalis is I have I, I have not had any Mortalis yet, but I guess they do the juice. They do the the fruity sours really well. So did, did we talk about even more Jesus? <laughs> we did it. We haven't yet. No, we have not. Okay, no, because I know we've talked a lot about evil twin. Yeah. Uh, and even more Jesus started out for them as a really um, like 13%, 11% at least 
uh, Imperial Stout. Huge. And they've done many, yeah. many versions of that. And I actually just a couple of weeks ago, since we've been starting to do the beer cast, found out how he started calling his beers even more Jesus. Okay. So this is, we talked about uh, Yeppe or Jeppe uh, before. So apparently he's got, he's Danish. He's originally from Denmark. Right. English is not his first language. Interesting. And it was a colleague and he was communicating. He was going out doing a beer tasting and, uh, and he had this one, one pour, a sample pour, and it was kind of expensive. And he said, Jesus, this pour is expensive. Uh, and then he had another one that was ah. even more impressed by, he said, and he just texted the guy, even more Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy said to him, like, I have no idea what you mean, but your next beer has to be called even more Jesus. There you go. And that was how the plethora, the evil, even more Jesus line of evil twin brewing was, was spawned. More origin stories. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's going to wrap up this one. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with more tastings, uh, at least one more origin story. And, uh, and, and I think Huck is going to play us out. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, we're the beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. We're the beer, Avengers.